Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion, Useless NBA Trivia and Garbage Rankings. We're into the first chunk of teams that have won a title. Uh, 12 teams in the NBA have not won a title. This is the worst team to have won one, the Washington Wizards. Uh, if you're comparing them in regular season only to probably four or five or more of these teams uh, that we've already gone through, there's no way they'd be higher. But with a single title, there's just no way to say that the Jazz are better than the Wizards historically. The Wizards have gone through a lot of name changes. Uh, started as the Chicago Packers one year in 1961, turned into the Chicago Zyphers, moved to Baltimore, changed their name to the Bullets. Uh, 73, they moved to the capital Washington, D.C., called themselves the Capital Bullets. That lasted one year. Then they were the Washington Bullets for a long time until 96 when they changed it to the Washington Wizards because, you know, violence and stuff. Uh, their rookie year, they had Walt Bellamy, who we'll get into, but awesome rookie year. Uh, their debut year, his rookie year. Uh, only a couple of years of that, though. But 1968, their fortunes really changed when they drafted Wes Unseld. Uh, and I'll get more into Wes, of course, but he was a fairly transcendent player. That was their first 41 season. They made the playoffs twice in their first, uh, what, seven years? But in uh, 1969 won 57 with Wes made the playoffs for all of his seasons until his very last in 1980 and 81 and man he had some success in the 70s they are one of the probably five or six best teams in the 1970s lost the finals in 71 to uh to Kareem and the Bucks 75 lost the finals to Rick Barry and the Warriors 60 wins that season 60 win team in 1975 back-to-back -back finals appearances in 78 and 79 both against the supersonics and uh, they won the 78 finals uh, they were by a lot of metrics one of the worst champion teams ever uh, but that's just a sustained run of really really good throughout the 70s including that title now for the rest of their history they have not done much couple playoffs in the 80s first round exits five straight years with guys like uh, Jeff Malone, a little bit of Moses, Jeff Ruland, while Wes was uh, head coaching. Not a very good head coach. Wes was also not a very good GM. Uh, he was the GM in their later years. Now, they had Chris Webber for a little bit, flipped him when he wasn't fulfilling his promise, and he killed it in, uh, in Sacramento for a couple years there. A few more playoffs in the mid-2000s with the fake big three of Anton Jameson, Karan Butler, and Gilbert Arenas. A couple nice players, but that's not a champion team. Obviously, they won. They maxed out at 45 wins. Uh, Gilbert brought a gun into the locker room, and they won 19 games that following year. Uh, drafted John Wall number one in 2010. Just not quite a transcendent player, but he br did bring him a lot of success. Four playoffs in five years, including a 49 win uh, 2017 team. So throughout the 2010s, that core of John Wall and then Bradley Beal they got in 2012. Uh, nice offense. John Wall, awesome defensive player too. A couple wins, a couple playoff appearances. Um, nothing special. And that's ultimately what the Wizards have been for the past 40 years. They haven't even made the conference finals since 1979, since they won that title. But one peak year, one awesome stretch, I think that puts that's, that justifies putting them over some teams that have never uh, made it over the hump. But let's get to the rankings. First team point guard. This is going to seem blasphemous, but I'm going John Wall. I don't think he had a better career than uh, Earl Monroe, that's clear. But he played nine years with Washington. Earl played four. And Earl, I mean, he didn't peak with the, he scored a lot with the uh, with the Wizards, with the Bullets at that time. But he wasn't really the player that he became with the Knicks. Uh, Wall made five 
all-star teams. He was All-NBA in 2017. Really awesome season. 23 points, 11 assists. He was dreadful from the three-point line. 32% from his career. But his second season, 7% from the three. That's just ridiculous. Four times in the playoffs. And his number, I mean, he's got good numbers in the playoffs. He won two series. In that 2017 season, uh, second round, shooting 45%, 34% from three, not bad. Uh, 27 points, 10 assists, just fantastic defensive player as well. All-defensive second team in 2015. He's seventh all-time in assists per game, uh, just an absolute force, an athletic force. One of the scariest guys to watch in transition. Wall is fourth in points uh, and first in assists by a lot. Monroe, by the way, not even on the top 10 for assists. First team shooting guard, I promise we're gonna not just focus on new players, but this is Bradley Beal. I don't know if there's another uh, right choice here. I think he is the ultimate all stats, no substance guy of this generation. Uh, 22 points per game for his career. Twice he put up 30 a game. Uh, almost led the league in 2021. Uh, that would have been helpful. All-around awesome scorer, 46% from the floor, that's pretty good, 37% from three, pretty good, gets a lot of assists, uh, kind of a sieve on defense, and just empty bucket guy, like, if you give a talented player enough shots, his stats are going to look really good. I don't think he's really tantamount to winning, and I think that's evident in the fact that uh, he's only made the playoffs when he had a better player with him, four times when John Wall was playing beside him, and then in 2021 when he was playing with uh, Russell Westbrook. And this is even post-prime West Russell Westbrook. Right now, Beal is second in points scored for the Wizards. Uh, about 200 behind uh, our power forward coming up. Going to pass that soon. And then first by a mile in three-pointers. 1,500 threes. First team small forward, Gus Johnson. Now this is a Baltimore man. Played eight and a half seasons with the Baltimore Bullets. He kind of split time between small forward and power forward. And his rebound numbers make him look like a like a power forward, but he's six foot six. There's a lot of rebounds to get in the in the sixties when everybody was jacking up shots. His best season was 71, 18 points, 17 rebounds per game. He made the playoffs five times with Baltimore. He ended up having more success, um, more team success at least when he went to the ABA. So he was traded in 72 to the Suns in exchange for a second round draft pick at Tom Patterson. He played only 21 games with the Suns uh, with low minutes, seven points a game. Uh, then his former Baltimore coach, Slick Leonard, Hall of Famer, uh, coach of the Indiana Pacers in the ABA, recruited him. They won a title, 73. Said he was great for team chemistry. By the way, Gus Johnson, born in Akron, Ohio, just like Steph and of course, LeBron James. Five-time All-Star, four-time second-team All-NBA. That's pretty good. First-team power forward, Elvin Hayes. I think one of the most underrated players in history among uh, total casuals, and then one of the most overrated by people who kind of know what they're talking about, but not really. Uh, he put up a lot of stats. The most incredible thing about him is how he just didn't miss games. Talked about this last week with Stockton and Malone. Um, but his is even more insane. So he played 16 years. He missed nine games. Never missed more than two games. Absolutely crazy. Played exactly 50,000 minutes. You gotta assume that was intentional. He came from Houston in 72. He put up huge stats in Houston, but they made the playoffs once. Um, and that's when it was way easier to make the playoffs. Stats went down when he came. We started playing with our uh, first team center. Um, but they started winning and sometimes that's evident 
great players can put up really good stats on bad teams. He led the league in rebounds in 74, uh, 18.1 rebounds per game. During his nine years with the Bullets, whether Baltimore, Washington, or the Capitol, 21 points per game, about 13 rebounds, 46% shooting. Uh, 75th anniversary team member, made the first team three times with the Bullets, second team twice. And he was part of that title, part of that title run in 78. And in those finals, he averaged 21 points, 12 rebounds. It's very nice. Uh, but he was notorious. I use him as the example of the early guy, the big man who's afraid to shoot in big moments, looks to pass to a lesser player. And the final game of the 78 title run, he had a total of 12 points, only took 10 shots and he fouled out of the game in 30 minutes. When he lost in 79, and came back, he actually played pretty well in the 79 loss, um, but they lost the last four straight with him. I mean, 20 points, 19 points, 18 points. Ooh, the second game, second loss, third game, 25% from the field. So Elvin Hayes, awesome player, uh, top tier in total rankings, both among Wizards players, obviously lead, uh, Wizards leader in points, number two in rebounds, and he's way up there in career NBA stats as well, but just not a killer. First team center, Wes Unseld. Now he's like Kevin Love's godfather or something like that. He's friends with his his dad. So when you see those crisp Kevin Love outlet passes, that's straight up Wes. Uh, just a big body. He's uh, six foot seven, but 245 pounds. Uh, only averaged 10.8 points for his career. After his fifth season, didn't average double-digit points ever. Led the league in percentage and field goal percentage in 76, rebounds in 75. Averaged 14 rebounds for his career. Now his rookie season, he was named MVP, the last player to do that. First one was Wilt, uh, nine years earlier. He averaged 14 points, 18 rebounds, about three assists a game on a team that won 57 games. So I, historically, that's not the right call. He shouldn't have been MVP, but you just see how the impact he had on a game with stuff like that. And then he was the 78 most valuable player of the uh, the finals they won. Set hard screens, great passer for a big man. Couldn't defend, just too small. But an early, early offensive fulcrum as a big man who didn't score. 13th in total rebounds among all NBA players. And then of course, that first for the Wizards. So that's our first team, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Gus Johnson, Elvin Hayes, and Wes Unseld. Second team is going to be Gilbert Arenas. You're expecting Earl Monroe? Just wait a sec. Uh, Gilbert, I've never been a huge fan. Uh, he had three really good years from when he was from 05 to 07. All-NBA all three times. Average 25 points, 29 points, 28 points. Uh, Subpar percentages, percentages, a lot of threes, not enough assists good stealer not a great defender he only made the playoffs three times with wizards uh won one playoff series and this might be wrong i mean he's 10th in career points for the wizards he's second in threes with a little over 800 but he was so ahead of his time just watching him play if you watch replays he looks like he would play today you know and i don't think it's like a winning style of basketball but it's good enough to get your team to playoffs just not enough good enough to win in the playoffs and I think that peak, that peak is just really, really good. 25, 29, 28 in three straight seasons. Uh, he was kicked out of their 
I mean, he had injuries, he had off-court stuff, obviously the gun incident, traded just a huge uh, financial burden for him, for the Wizards and then the, the Magic later. But just that classic uh, threes and free throws guard that you'd be looking for right now. So I think if he could get his head on straight, I mean, he'd, he'd be a perennial All-NBA guy. Second team shooting guard, Earl Monroe. Now, I'm really strict about positions here. I think players are one position and one position only. And Pearl was like sometimes considered a point guard. And then he played along alongside uh, Frazier, so he was a shooting guard. But he's just not a point guard. I mean, he averaged 3.9 assists for his career. Even with Baltimore, it was around 5. But he was scoring 24, 26, 23, 21 on good shooting percentages. Uh, he was just a straight up, uh, straight up shooting guard. He played with uh, West in that 69 season when they won 57 games, where he was their best scorer, averaging 26 points per game. And he was an uh, All-NBA first team in that season, where he alongside West. While he doesn't rank in a lot of total numbers for the uh, for the Wiz, for the Bullets, he is third in points per game. He's got 23.7 per game with the Wizards in his career. Gilbert, number two, 25. And then... We're going to get to number one with 27.6 later. Uh, now, Earl, the white people wanted to call him the Pearl. His friends called him Black Magic, uh, king of the, the blacktop. Just one of the guys that, like, historically, I would have killed to have seen playing in his element. Just the herky-jerky, kind of like Drew Holiday, but a thousand times better and way less defense. Second team, small forward, Bobby Dandridge. Mr. Greyhound played with the Bullets for only four seasons, from 78, 79, 80, and 81. Uh, but he was the third best player on two teams, one of which won the title, averaging you know 20 points per game, four assists, six rebounds, good percentages, uh, very good defensive player, just like an all-around glue guy. You know, every team needs one Bob Dandridge, and if he's averaging 20 points per game while you're at it, that's awesome. You know, he's the, the Chris Middleton, the Rasheed Wallace, uh, the Lamar Odom. He definitely peaked when he was with Milwaukee. Uh, he's in his 30s by the time he hit Washington. Uh, but he won a title. He was on NBA second team in 79. It's good enough for me. Second team power forward. Played alongside Gilbert and also high stats, not a lot of substance. substance. Anton Jameson, five and a half years with Washington. Playoffs four straight years in 05, 6, 7, and 8. Just like Gilbert, only one playoff series win. Averaged 32 points and 10 rebounds in the 07 playoffs. Of course, he only played four games, so it's kind of easy to do that. He had a really interesting career. Uh, came out, was higher touted than uh, Vince Carter in the same class from North Carolina. Uh, they were flipped for each other. He went to Warriors. Had a couple really nice seasons, you know, 25 points per game. And then went to Dallas, was a sixth man. Won sixth man of the year behind Dirk and Anton, Antoine Walker. Uh, he is Anton uh, Walker's Antoine and then went to uh, went to the Wiz to team up with Gilbert Arenas, who is emerging as a superstar. I, I'm afraid he's going to make the Hall of Fame because he scored 20,000 points, and that's like the barometer now, but he really doesn't deserve it. Uh, never was All-NBA. I guess once he was 24th in, in All-NBA voting shares. Two All-Star games in 05 and 08. He's one of those guys that has to be the focus of your offense, and he's just not smart enough, not willing enough to be the number two, but he's just not capable capable of being the number one. But Anton Jameson, very skilled, solid player. He'll get you some wins, get you some uh, uh, some tickets sold. 
Second team, center, Walt Bellamy. One of the most interesting careers ever. Like, he's famous because of uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt said, hey, man, you are not going to score this first half. He didn't score the first half. Uh, the second half, Wilt said, okay, man, now you can score. And then he let him score. They used the first pick of the 61 draft. That season averaged 32 points, 19 rebounds, led the league with 52% shooting. Just incredible. Only played four and a half years with Baltimore. Played two and a half years with the Knicks. Uh, traded to Detroit, went to Atlanta, and finished his career with the Jazz. There's really, like, nobody really wanted him, I guess, for too long. Uh, but, I mean, the stats are all there. 20 points, 14 rebounds for his career. One of the all-time uh, rebound leaders. Just with the uh, with the Wizards, he was 28 points per game, 17 rebounds. That's just awesome. Ninth all-time in points despite his uh, short run there, fourth in rebounds. And first in points per game, 27.6. First in minutes per game, 41.6. And first in rebounds per game, 16.6 beating out West by about three. And I think back then, really until about 20 years ago, uh, big guys who put up empty numbers, that was way uglier than now, which is when guards put up empty numbers. But he made the playoffs one time with the Bullets. Won one series, won one playoff series. 10 playoff games in his career with the Wizards. Not awesome. That's the second team. Gilbert Arenas, Earl Monroe, Bobby Danridge. Anton Jameson and Walt Bellamy. Third team, our point guard. <sighs> I'm going to Rod Strickland. Didn't love this one. I like him a lot. Just fun, interesting, interesting career. One of those like secondary guys where he's not a superstar, but you look back, a basketball reference, and you're like, hey, look at that. He had a nice run. Uh, four and a half years with the Wizards in the late 90s, coming from Portland. Uh, made the playoffs once with them. I said Wizards, they were the Bullets at that time. Played three total uh, playoff games. Uh, led the league in assists in 98. 10.5 assists per game while making 18 points per game. That's not bad. Uh, couldn't really shoot threes. One of the worst three-point shooters of all time, really. Uh, got a lot of steals. Nice, big, solid point guard. Uh, his nickname was Lightning Rod or Hot Rod. Kind of dig that. He's 13th all-time in assists. That ain't bad. Top 40 all-time in steals. And among Wizards players, fourth in assists. Not bad. Ninth in steals. Not bad. Just a very decent, solid point guard. Never made an all-star team. Probably among the best play. He might be the best point guard to never have made an all-star team. Just off the top of my head. First team shooting guard, Jeff Malone. Now this might be wrong. I might be uh, thinking of a guy from the 70s I should choose instead. But he was never the best player on his team. Jeff Malone kind of was throughout the entire 80s. Now he never won a playoff series, bounced out of the first round in each of his five appearances. Five straight appearances though with the Bullets, the lowly, lowly Bullets. Probably the worst ownership over the last 40 years. Maybe the Clippers, although the last uh, 15 years have kind of vindicated them. Walking 20 points a game, once he scored 24 career high, that's when he started missing the playoffs. Like I'm saying, stats don't tell the whole story. Didn't shoot a lot of threes. I mean, it's the 80s, but shot a really, really low percent, even considering. Ended up playing with the uh, the Jazz. Made a couple splashes there. And then the Jazz traded him for Jeff Hornacek. So, I mean, he was worth something. Among Wizards players, he's third in points. 
Only five wizards have scored 10,000 points in a wizard's bullets uniform, or, you know, Packers or Zyphers. Uh, Jeff Malone, third with 11,083. Third team, small forward. I might regret this one, too. We're going Bernard King. Now, he only played uh, four years with the bullets, and these were his twilight years after the knee injuries, after the All-NBA, after the, the Knicks glory. Four years in his early, early 30s with the Bullets. One playoff in his, his first first Bullet season. But he really, like, that fourth year, he really exploded. That was his first All-Star since 85. We're talking about 1991 here. Averaged 28.4 points per game. Third team All-NBA. Uh, this might just be an aesthetic pick because I absolutely love Bernard King. He's going to be one of the few guys to make three of my uh, my all-franchise teams. Uh, but he was a winning player. This is just past his prime. But you'll have to see a comeback, and that's what happened here. So we're going with him. Third team, power forward. This is another tough one. I'm going Jawan Howard. And I played alongside Chris Webber. That's just weird. He got two power forwards. So sometimes they pushed uh, Chris up to center. Sometimes they pushed Jawan down to small forward. Most of the time it didn't matter because Chris Webber missed a lot of games, uh, which is probably why he is not ranked here. Seven years with the uh, the Bullets and Wizards. Technically three years with the Bullets, three and a half years with the Wizards. Uh, his best season was 96, his sophomore season. 22 points per game, eight rebounds. Not a great rebounder. Uh, 49%. Just like a really, like what you'd want from a power forward. Get you a couple buckets. Decent range, can hit a mid-ranger. Enough rebounds to be like, yeah, that's good. Some nice touch with passes, four and a half assists a game. He didn't really defend the rim. Uh, of course, his real glory was in college with the Fab Five. Uh, but nice, ended up having a nice NBA career. All NBA once, uh, third team in that 96 season. Uh, he was fifth overall, so maybe call his career disappointment, but he just, he was good. Good solid player. Won a title in his final season, 2013. Good for him. Ultimately, he's ninth in total rebounds for the Wizards. And third team center, Manute Bull. Now you might go Jeff Ruland. Eventually, uh, Manute started playing over him. Um, I'm, I'm going I'm going Bull. Played his first three years with the Bullets and then one more year in 94 uh, for, you know, two games. He's got a really interesting career. Played with the, uh, the Bullets, the Warriors, and Philly during his peak years. And then in 94 and 95, he played with the Bullets, <laughs> Philly, and the Warriors in two, four, and five games. It's really interesting. His rookie season, five blocks per game. For his career, 3.3 blocks per game. I couldn't score, had more <laughs> had more blocks in his career than points, and shot 40% for his career. He was around 45 though, during his time with the Bullets. Uh, and he was more of like a, just like a tool, a weapon you throw into a game to kind of affect a couple plays, but never really a superstar. I do love Manute Ball though, an awesome guy. He gave up so much of his money that when he got in a car wreck as he, when he was older, he couldn't pay for it uh, because he had donate, donated so much money to Sudan. Um, of course, popular guy. His, uh, his friends ended up covering him. So that's our third team, Rod Strickland, Jeff Malone, Bernard King, Juwan Howard, and Manute Ball. Uh, hardest cuts, uh, Kevin Porter was a two-time assist champ. Uh, one other time, but two times with the Wizards. But never really a top guy. Maybe he should have gone over Strickland. I like Strickland a lot. Uh, Karan Butler, no. I mean, Bernard King's one season was so much like, Karan Butler was at his best, a third best player on a decent team. Jeff Ruland, 
Uh, part of the Jeff team, Jeff Malone, Jeff Roland in the 80s. His feet started going on him too quick. Maybe he was better than Bull, but then Bull is more of a gimmick than anything in a, in a fan service type thing. Uh, but that's Jeff Roland, just boring. Uh, Phil Chenier, I think probably could have gone over Jeff Malone. He played in the 70s with, you know, Wes and with Elvin Hayes three times, 20 points per game. But then in 78, when they made when they went back to the finals because they made two finals with him, uh, in 78, he was hurt most of the year, didn't even play in the playoffs uh, as they won the title. They still got a title, so, you know, good for him. And he's just an awesome player, so I hope he doesn't get forgotten in these rankings. Uh, Michael Jordan, no. I mean, <laughs> two years of uh, washed up Michael Jordan is not better than, you know, a decade of, uh, a decade of Jeff Malone. Uh, Chris Webber. This, this was when he was looking like a bust, honestly, uh, when he just couldn't stay on the court, so I'm not keeping him there. Russell Westbrook, all-time leader in Wizards triple-doubles, despite playing one season. So for his Wizards career, which again lasted one season, he had 38 triple-doubles. Number two was Daryl Walker. Daryl Walker, really interesting career. Point guard, uh, didn't play a lot of minutes, didn't score a lot for his uh, Wizards career, averaged eight points, six assists, and six rebounds. Uh, but in 1990, he had nine triple doubles, despite averaging less than 10 points per game. He averaged nine points, eight and a half rebounds, eight assists. Jot that down, Daryl Walker. Uh, but Westbrook beats him. If you hate my wrong opinions, if you think Earl Monroe should have been first team, if you think uh, Ball should not have made it, if you think Michael Jordan deserved to make it, go ahead and tweet me at Jake Clark NBA. We will be back next week with the second worst team to have won a title. We're in the section now called a single era. The the uh, Wizards had the 70s, and they were very good in the 70s. Ended up getting a title out of that. This team was really good from 2014 through about 2019. A couple years passed. They won their first title after just over 23 years of existence. Can you guess who it is? Peace out.